Blog Talk Radio. You are solely responsible for your interactions with other listeners of the Love Zone USA. You understand that the Love Zone USA does not in any way screen its listeners, nor does the Love Zone USA inquire into the backgrounds of its listeners or attempt to verify the statements of its listeners. The Love Zone USA makes no representations or warranties as to the conduct of its listeners or their compatibility with any current or future listeners. In no event shall the Love Zone USA or Blog Talk Radio be liable for any damages whatsoever, whether direct, indirect, general, special, compensatory, consequential, and or incidental, arising out of or relating to the conduct of you or anyone else in connection with the use of this service, including without limitation bodily injury, emotional distress, and or any other damages resulting from communications or meetings with other listeners of this service or persons you meet through this service. You agree to take reasonable precautions in all interactions with other listeners of the Love Zone USA, particularly if you decide to meet in person. In addition, you understand that the Love Zone USA makes no guarantees, either expressed or implied, regarding your ultimate compatibility with individuals you meet through listening to the Love Zone USA. The Love Zone USA.
Welcome, welcome, welcome. Uh, We're here inside the Love Zone USA. Here with yours truly, Mike T. And my producer, Tony Diamond. Yeah, on the MP3. Got our music lined up and I want to uh, say hello to everybody. Because tonight's show is going to be something hopefully uh, dear to my heart. You know, matter of fact, I wrote a song about this years ago and I can't find it. It's about a gold digger. Gold digger. Mm. Now the... uh, person who's supposed to be uh, here tonight that is going to be our guest. Her name is Lisa Maria Carroll, and she wrote a book about it, Confessions of a Gold Digger. And from what I understand, the story is real, but she has changed the names to, uh, I guess, protect the innocent. So uh, we're going to get into that show and uh, have her as a guest around 8.30 or so, so you stick and stay. And we're going to hang in there and wait for her to arrive. As I always say, this is the place where you can listen to your heart and we live and learn. We're here to educate, elevate, and most of all, entertain. And we try to do that with our music, our guest, our topic, and you. Yes, you are very important to the show. So if you'd like to uh, call in, we're going to take your calls tonight and try to get you in there uh, a little later on. And it's all about dating. So when you're dating and you want to know if a woman is a gold digger, well, presumably tonight we're going to have Confessions of a Gold Digger. That's the name of the book, and the author's name is Lisa Maria Carroll. We're going to spread some love all over the world, as we usually do. Here inside the Love Zone USA, our football season, and it looks like the referees are going to come back. Mm. So that means... uh we the Giants would be three and zero had we had real refs, huh? Oh, okay, all right. I got, I got that. I got that. Yeah, okay. But uh, we'll we'll take one up for the Gipper. But that's all right. Like I said, oh, oh, better yet, someone else said on Facebook, it's not how you start, it's how you finish. How you doing? <laughs> In the famous words of Wendy Williams. On that note. If you're looking for love, if you're looking for a place that gives you love, and the music, we do two elements here. The music is universal, and love is universal. And you know what I say to that? When you're looking for either or, don't look any further. Here as we kick things off with former Tim
when I need a lethal weapon against the challenges of love, I'll call on the Love Zone USA. This is Danny Glover.
As my man Teddy Pendergrass. Speaking of Teddy, you know, we did a memorial show to him, and you can check that out. Matter of fact, I'll make sure it's posted on our Facebook page. And we get a lot of people who always uh, listen to that show in our archives. And uh, just to uh, make sure that you're aware, every one of our shows is archived via iTunes. And you can also check us out on TuneIn. And they're archived over there. And Stitcher. Dot com. For those of you who have the uh, BMW 2013, well, you can turn us on in your car. That's right. Internet radio via Stitcher. Download that app on your phone as well. Just wanted to do some house cleaning and uh, make sure that you go to the lovezoneusa.com. Click on the broadcast tab and you'll be able to check out our show right here. As we get into more of this show uh, with our... Um, Upcoming guests, I want to talk about Gold Digger just for a second. You know, the uh, real issue here is what is a gold digger? What is a gold digger? Well, in the Urban Dictionary, the Urban Dictionary says a woman who manipulates men to benefit from their labor, skills, or money without compensation. Often highly narcissistic, exhibiting little compassion and thankfulness. It also says a gold digger is a woman who is married, doesn't work, and then takes it all in the divorce. A gold digger is a woman who uses cash, credit card, debit card, or check, but doesn't put deposit credit into the account. A gold digger is a woman who never pays for dinner, entertainment, coffee, or parking. A woman who asks for favors without Offering a reward. So my question is, gentlemen, have you ever dated a gold digger? 
Well, we're, well, if you haven't, we're going to give you 10 ways to uh, spot a gold digger tonight on this show. That's right, 10 ways to spot a gold digger. So you can uh, be aware. There are signs. I always say you can see the signs during dating. So you don't have to get caught up in a relationship or, you know, what they say, courting or the engagement. If uh, you are not prepared or don't want to date a gold digger and want to know how to spot them in advance, then stay tuned to this show because we're going to give you information about how to spot gold diggers. Now, I guess has written a book on it, uh, Confessions of a Gold Digger. And uh, according to the uh, excerpt that I read, the book is true. It just changed the name. So that should be pretty interesting. But later on, I'm going to give you ways to uh, spot a gold digger, fellas, so you won't have to worry about being caught out there dating a woman who is just out for financial gain and benefit from you, as the definition says, without any reward. Yeah. And we're going to try to get some of you guys to call in who have dated gold diggers to talk about your experiences. We'll give the number out a little later on, but right now we're going to get into some D'Angelo here inside the Love Zone USA. This one's entitled Ladies. I think you were there. 
The Love Zone USA, where you can listen to your heart, and we live and learn. people out there are confused about that i know a lot of people now see it goes both ways too but 
I've only heard the expression gold digger, and that is referring to a woman. Now, money can't buy me love. Well, fellas, I was raised by a pimp. And he said, if you lead with your pocket, you will die by your pocket. That's right. I was raised by a pimp. His name was Pinky. God rest his soul. So if you think you're going to get to a woman's heart strictly by money, let me preface this show and let you know, hell to the no. So I'm just going to start it off like that because I know if you lead that way with money and material things, if that's all it's about, then you're going to have to keep that that party going. Because there's another old saying, the way you go in is the way you got to stay in. <laughs> Money can't buy you love. Oh, they couldn't have made a better, better record. Backstreet Boys right here. Inside the Love Zone with yours truly, Mike T, on this Thursday. Yeah, we got some great shows coming at you. And upcoming that uh, producer and I are working on. But tonight's show is very dear to my heart because it's talking about gold diggers. Confessions of a Gold Digger by author Lisa Maria Carroll. And um, we're going to give out the telephone number a little later, but we want to talk to our guest. I think she's here in the uh, green room, and we're going to bring her on in a minute so that we can get some insight as to the book and gold diggers. I also uh, will tell you that I will personally tell you how you can, fellas, for those of you who want to avoid gold diggers, Uh, well, there's 10 ways to spot a gold digger. I'm I'm going to allude to that a little later. And for those of you out there who have elderly parents, now, let's talk about that real quick. Real quick, elderly parents. And you want to look out for your father who is well off or going to be well off. There are what they call black widows, widows who, who hover around nursing homes specifically for these men who have a lot of money. I know if that's your parent and you want to ward off these people, well, I'm going to give you some insight, some tips on how to protect the elderly men against gold diggers. You know, that's, that's right. Your elderly parent may be vulnerable to exploitation. You didn't know that, did you? And uh, we're going to try to give you some tips on how to protect your loved one during the show. So stick around. Got a lot of good information for you. We're here to educate, elevate, and entertain. But right now I want to bring our guest on and uh, talk to her about this uh, book that she has written. And let's see if she's on the line. Lisa, are you with, with me? I'm here. How are you this evening? I'm well. How are you? I'm doing fine. I'm doing fine. Glad to have you in the house, in the zone, as we say. You have Thank stepped you. into the zone. Glad you're with Thank us. You. So to uh, start things off, why don't you tell our audience a little bit about yourself and uh, why you wrote this book, Confessions of a Gold Digger? Well, first of all, thanks for having me on your show. Not and, a problem. Uh, my name is Lisa Maria Carroll, as you mentioned, and I am the author of Confessions of a Gold Digger. And... By day, I am a QA test engineer, so for those who are listening and, you know, think I'm just 
you know, lazy staying at home. No, I do have a real J-O-B that <laughs> pays very well, <laughs> very well. Uh, <laughs> I'm also um, a blogger, and, you know, I've written a, several e-books about money because I love talking about money between the bed sheets and the balance sheets. Mm-hmm. I, also, I also teach on wealth management. So it's not all about, you know, getting money, spending money. It's about keeping and saving money. Okay. Okay. So the confessions of a gold digger, if I'm, if I'm correct, is this uh well, it, I, I looked it up, and it said uh, this is a real story, but the it name is. has been changed. Okay. And it who, is. who is the story about? Uh, oh, well, it's my story. The book is my story, and it actually oh, chronicles. Oh, really? Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. That's, it's my story. Nice. It's, and it, it actually chronicles my dating. Um, to give you a little background about that, I have a – I actually have a show here on Blog Talk Radio, The Relationship Buzz. Okay. And I was doing things, you know, with wealth management and such. Um, had a different show here on BTR. And that show, you know, I just found out thought that there were so many things. Even when we did a show on on our business show, on our business program here on Blog Talk, wasn't that much interest. You know, people say they want to get rich. People say they want to make money. People say, they say one thing, but they do another. So when okay. we started talking about money and relationships on that show, we saw, and when I say we, I had a co-host on that show, um, we saw that, you know, it generated more buzz, generated more discussion. And okay. what, what happened is when we used to talk about money and saving money and, you know, when we talk about money and relationships as far as marriage, getting remarried, child support, things like that, we saw that a lot of people were angry. And I was wondering, I would always wonder, you know, where is all this anger coming from? And I'm not like that now because I date differently now. But I can relate to some of those people who are calling in because that's what I used to be, you know, decades ago. And I wrote the book, The Chronicles, you know, from where I was then, you know, dating any man who would date me, you know, men who needed a sponsor, you know, the men who play the head games and tell you, oh, you know, you know how you know now the big thing is you know with President Obama he had a hole in a in his car in his car yeah but he also came with a law degree so show me your law degree if you want me to date you um, so you know it's those types of things those mind games and things that men were playing and I see women falling for oh you know well uh, I date a man you know he don't have to have this all he has to have you know is one leg and you know and I can work with him why <laughs> why. You know, I even had a show here on Blog Talk that someone asked me to co-host a show with her to be just on her show, and it was talking about men in prison. And during the show, I was just so shocked because she was talking about putting, you know, well, I won't go see a man in prison, but, you know, the only thing I can do for you is put money in your books. Why? And, you know, mm. it, it was those types of things. You know, I see women, young women on Facebook fighting back and forth. Oh, yeah, all these girls mad at me, you know, because I just got my Section 8 and, you know, my boo just moved in with me. Really. At what point in your life is that all you aspire to have from a mate? And I just started thinking about where I had come from. So I started chronicling that. 
things that I went through, because, you know, it's some story, there are some stories in that book with some men that I, you know, dated, you know, the ones that would come over and put their feet up on my table and eat my food and, you know, lay in my bed and go. Okay. Because my requirements were so low. Okay. And once you start changing your requirements, you change the outcome and your results. Well, I mean, you know, in dating, I always say, you know, it's, I guess the, the, the first part of it is what do the two people want? Now, you talk about the young lady who got the Section 8 and, and her boo is moving in. There, there's a point of discussion somewhere in that dating aspect that you talk about goals. And if a person's goal, if, if she doesn't lay out her goals, that is marriage minded or, you know, like you said, what they aspire to. And mm-hmm. his doesn't line up with hers, or if he does have goals that she feels lines up with his, I always say there's a check and balance system on what people say and what their actions are. And you can you kind know, of check that. And come on, now let's be real. Um, I don't know what your marital status is or your dating status, but let's be real for a minute. That's good in theory, but how many mm-hmm. people do we have those discussions? That's why we have the show. I, I agree with you. That's why we have the, many, this show. Because they're talking people, about what's your sign. Exactly. Exactly. Ooh, we got the, our last name start with the same letter. We must be a match. <laughs> you know, it's that sort of How many people really have those discussions? And the thing that gets me with people is because I'm really keen on, you know, building wealth. And I mean in families and, you know, not being broke. That's my big thing, you know. The, the thought of dating a broke man gives me an itch. And it's not that, you know, I have to have a Bill Gates or someone, but, you know, I can't have some brother who calls me up talking about some, um, you know, I'm just, you know, you need to be be down with a brother, you know, struggle. You know, we done had a hard time, you know. The white men have been oppressing us for all these And I used to fall for that kind of stuff. So yeah. so now, when you say you used to date a certain type of man and, and, and your dating has changed, let's go back to, you know, when you were talking about you got callers in and they were kind of angry. And, and then you said back then, I guess your dating, I guess, aspirations were different than they are now. What were your dating aspirations then that I guess you were attracting these type of men? Or is that what I'm picking yeah, up? Absolutely. absolutely. And you it was everybody's were, fault but mine. According to me, you know, I would go out with these types of men. For instance, I I was married, and I married young, divorced young. So I remember the first gentleman that um, one of my friends introduced me to after I separated from my now ex-husband. I remember he didn't have a job. He was in his mid-20s, didn't have a job, lived at home with his parents, um, didn't have a car. So I remember I would drive to his house way on the other side of town, Mm-hmm. Just to see him um, at his mother's house, and then I would just be so frustrated because then it's like, okay, what are we gonna do? So then we're just sitting in his mama's house, and you know, I'm, here I am. I've been married, divorced, got a good job, have kids, and all that. I'm going to meet this man at his mom's house to do what? And so I'm frustrated because he doesn't have a job. He can't take me out. We can't go even to McDonald's. No. And no. But I'm still going out with these types of men. Okay. And those. Go Not ahead. To cut you off. What's interesting to me there, like you said, you were married, you, you had kids, you, you had a whole different lifestyle. You had a job, 
mm-hmm. or you were still working at the time. Absolutely. My question, the reason I cut you off was my question was, okay, now you got into this situation, but even before that, can you explain to me and our audience what you were attracted to, if you can think about that in 2020 hindsight? I mean, this is probably fast oh, yeah. forward, but I, I just want to take, I, I just want you to take us back to what was so interesting into this guy that, you know, attracted you to him? I don't think it was anything. I think what it was was here I was, a single black female with four children, listening to what society says I could have in a man. And that is, you know, well, you know, you've got kids. No man's going to want to date you with kids. And I would date anybody who would date me out of fear that I wouldn't be able to get anyone else. Oh. So I would oh. stick and stay in hopes that they would get their act together and that I can be some sort of influence on them, you know, ooh, look at me, look at how hard I'm working. And another thing was, let me tell you, I had my strong black woman crown on. I was strong black and independent because of all the, out of all the things that I've gone through in my marriage, you know, mm-hmm. no man was ever going to treat me like that again. You know, I'm going to show this man, any man that comes my way, I can hold my own, I can do my own thing. And you know what? I got the type of man who let me hold my own, take care of them, do my own thing. <laughs> Those are the types of men that I attracted. And that's okay. why when I see women who have this facade of being strong and independent while they're still throwing out dollars, and I see it a lot in a lot of, because I have 20-something-year-old daughters, and I see, like, their circle of friends and things, and I see a whole lot of that nonsense from where I came from, and I'm like... You all got some grown, a whole lot of growing up to do because these men know what they're doing. They, they're going to stick around as long as you let them stick around. And the minute you start start having some standards and raise the bar and decide no more, you want to be with somebody who you're interdependent with versus being so independent and trying to prove something. They're going to go on to the next woman. They don't care. Okay. Well, they get what they're there for. I want to get into some music, and then we're going to come back and talk a little bit more about that. But uh, you brought up a okay. very interesting point because I, I was really intrigued by, you know, here's a woman is married, got kids, and, you know, sounds like she's got a life together other than the divorce, which happens. Uh, you know, we all make mistakes, wrong choice, whatever the reason was. And you're mm-hmm. moving on, and when you look back in 2020, you're saying it's because of what you were hearing from, uh, I guess, I guess the grapevine. Yeah, well, it's actually my belief system. It's you work at your life that more so than, okay, more so than what you were attracted to. Right. It wasn't It right. wasn't the type of men you were attracted to. It was, it was right. the place you were at more so. Right. Gotcha, gotcha. Right. All right, we're going to come back and talk more about that because that's very interesting because I always say, you know, how did that brother get pull that woman? But we'll talk about that when we come <laughs> back <laughs> with uh, our author here, Lisa Maria Cow, and she's got a book entitled Confessions of a Gold Digger. We're going to be taking your call later on, but right now we're going to get into some more music here inside the Love Zone USA. We're going to go into uh, Faith Evans and uh, it's featuring Carl Thomas. Let's kick it. Call Can't Believe It here inside the Love Zone USA.
gon' assume you're all about that cash And on all your heart is gon' you just move fast I'll admit when I met you I had you figured wrong Every time I turned around there was money on your arm They promised you things but they never came through That's maybe when we met how I hooked you I saw something then you know and never seen I got some of what they got but I'm just more
Shaheen. Uh, Chris Daddy. D. D. West. All the phones out there. Won't you be my gold digger? That's mint condition here inside the Love Zone USA as we're going to bring back our guest, uh, Lisa Maria Carroll, who wrote the book Confessions of a Gold Digger. And for those of you ladies out there who are looking for men who can support that gold digging habit, uh, you know, as seen on TV, you probably may or may not know about it. But there's a website entitled SugarDaddy.com. That's where you should go. And the handle on that website, just so you know, uh, where the classy, attractive, and affluent can meet. So, uh, yeah, that's a, that's a that's a site for gold diggers. But I want to get back to our guest here, Lisa Maria Carroll, and talk about her book. And uh, one of the uh, first chapter actually says, uh, "Why do some women get played while others get paid?" Uh, Lisa, could you tell us a little bit about that chapter and why is that? Well, it goes to what I was just referring to, you know, women who are out there selling themselves short. So when you put out like that and get taken advantage of, but then there are some women who have expectations of men. They expect to be taken care of. And I get uh, into that more in my chapter, um, what white women know that black women don't. Mm Because some women are raised to have standards. Some women are raised to have certain expectations of men. Some women are raised to have, you know, to date a certain type of man, you know, where some women are um, raised around angry, bitter women. And I talk about that because those are the types of women that I was raised around, women who were divorced. um, Every man in their life had done them wrong. Every man, you know, they never had anything good to say about a man Mm. um, except their pastor who it was such not my anointing to do my prophet no harm when it came to the pastor. He could do no wrong. But mm. the other man from the from the father who left him to the husband who left him for another woman, the father who left the home for another woman, you know, men, men are no good. <clears throat> and when you hear that so much, and then you have that forms your opinion of men. So mm. when you go out there and you start dating with, you know, your perception of men are already that they're no good. You don't have any expectations from them in the beginning. So it's primarily negative, then. Yeah, everything's negative. So you expect them. All men are dogs when you hear that sort of thing. So when a man cheats and all that, well, a man would do what a man does. That's all men do is cheat. Well, no, I don't believe that all men cheat. I don't believe that all men are dogs. But when you're listening to women who their experience, their only experiences have been that all men cheat in our dogs. Until you are, surround yourself with different types of women and, and get into different environments, only then will your opinions change. And when you're around women, when you're grow, growing up and you put yourself in an environment where you get played because you have such low standards, you have such low expectations, no you will date without even requiring a man to take you out. I talk about, you know, when I would go out with men who, well, I won't say go out, but when men would call and ask me to go out on a date, 
you know, you know, we'll plan a date on this Friday. And then by next Thursday, we'll plan to go out next Friday. Then by Thursday night, he's calling, you know, well, I know you've been working hard all day. Why don't you just let me come over and rub your back and, you know, cook your food and feed you. Well, you know what time it is. You know what's yeah. up. But those are the types of things I will put up with. And next thing you know, it's like we never go out. Once you put out first, you don't go out. <laughs> Going well, out means staying in. Well, was that because of the place that you were coming out of uh, with the divorce, or this is way down the road? You're still doing this. Uh, is, oh no, is this no, no, first no. time. Is this the first time? I guess. Are you evaluating yourself in your dating life before marriage or after after the divorce? Is is that when you really started? You know, you you were in this place that wasn't didn't sound too good, and uh, mm. that's why well, it, it it rolled that way. Well, I got married. I got married when I was seventeen, so gotcha. I didn't have like those dating experiences where um, that's what I was used to. My ex husband right. what I was used to beforehand. So right. I was just learning how to date after my divorce and being around friends and seeing them. And it's like, oh, girl, you should just do this and um, girl, don't worry about that. Just go out and have you a nice long affair, or just go out and um, have fun. You don't. Know, want to get too tied down, you don't want to get serious, and, mm. and then it only mm. became about sex. Right, and, right. And that was it, and that didn't work for me. So, and that went on for about almost a year after my um, divorce. You know, I was me, and then I was always angry, and that's when I, had, I was always angry for one, and I was always around angry women, where we were always having these parties, or you know, these get-togethers, and uh-huh. I know all of my friends, we were all in the same boat, dating men, the same types of men that I'm referring to here, and we were all angry. Okay. But okay. it was always the man's fault. Why are men so dark? Why are men so this? And my thing in my book is I want women to reevaluate themselves because mm-hmm. when I had to step back and realize that there's something in me, I was a common denominator, there was something in me that was attracting these types of men. And that is what I had to change. Okay, okay. Now, in attracting them, that was primarily because the place you were at and and right. the influences of the girlfriend saying, "Oh, you know, have a good time." Da da da. da. So, as right. I was alluding to earlier, and you 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 corrected me to say how many people have that discussion coming out of a I don't I won't, I won't say it was a bad divorce, but any divorce is kind of probably a little rocky. Mm-hmm. Coming out of that place, it it didn't sound like, from what I'm hearing, that you were ready to go. You had your you had your goal to get married again, uh, six months or a year later. Which I think, when you set your goal to be married, there are certain things you accept and 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 won't accept. Now, if you're going out to have fun, then like you said, it turns into sex, and it's a lower standard. If I'm if if I'm hearing you correctly. Right, but I disagree with you when you say you set your, your goal to be married, you have to understand what you expect. I know a lot of women who set their goals to be married, and they just get married and with no stand. It's like they just get married um, the same way that I dated. Anybody who will marry them, and then they get with these men who they're married to, and it's like, whoa, what did I get into? Yeah, yeah. And a they, lot of right. out of desperation. And right. I've seen people who, I mean, I've seen marriage disorders in Kim Kardashian. <laughs> where it's like, okay, you get married, and I'm looking around, I'm like, where's you just your husband? wanted to be married, yeah. Right. 
to any and, and I think that's because, and especially in the um, African-American culture, I think it's because um, there's not a lot of uh, positivity. You know, we're not taught to be married, per se, as little girls, you know, to get married and have a family and things like that, as much as in other cultures. Marriage is not promoted as much. Right. So, right. But it's mm-hmm. not promoted as much. But I will say, as you can see with women who marry just for the sake of being married, it's desired as much. But we have a hard time admitting that we need a man, we want a man, we want a protector, we want a provider. Yeah. I don't yeah. do that as much. That that that's pretty well known in the in the African American community that women want to provide it, they want to protect her, and they want all of that. And then then as I was alluding to earlier, but you know the definition, the urban definition of of a gold digger, getting away from that, going back to what women want, men start saying, well, she wants all this. What is in return? And I've had a, a psychologist on the show, uh, Dr. Turpo, who said on on many occasions it's like quid pro quo you want that and then men want this and i feel it should be and as as i always preach on the show you know the four c's compromise and 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 there's there's a fine line when women want certain things and that's society and men in turn hears those things and then they want certain things so then it becomes a quid pro quo where i think it should be you know a compromise the communication the compatibility. Let's get to that before we get to what do you want? What do you need? Well, you got to get to needs and wants. But I'm just saying before you lay those out on the table, they're gonna they're gonna surface anyway. But versus people feeling it's a quid pro quo, which it eventually will be, because everybody wants their needs met and everybody wants what they want. But before feeling like it's a quid quid pro quo, you know, I just think that there needs to be a little more communication that people get to know each other before they get there and what their goals are. Because I guess when you change, tell me when you change, when you started changing and saying, I'm not going out with these type of men anymore. How, how did you come to that change? Because your girlfriends are still saying, Hey, you know, go out, have fun. You just came out of divorce, yada, yada, yada. And I think that sets up a certain parameter for dating versus when you change your, change your mindset or standard or whatever it was. When at what point did you change that? Um, well, like I said, I, I went through that for about a year while I was dating those types of men, and what I did was I don't even what I what I set my mind to was I was going to work on me. I was going to stop dating for a while because I was just jumping from man to man, not sleeping with them, not sleeping, but I mean just going out and just being frustrated. And I said, you know what? I'm just going to stop dating for a while and work on me. You know, what do I want? Because I never even, I had never even established what I want. I had a laundry list of what I didn't want. Right, right. You know, no, he can't. You know, and I mean, when I say laundry list, I mean everything. You know, he can't drink, he can't smoke, he can't do this, you know, don't breathe too hard, you got to be this tall, you got to, you know, the superficial stuff, all of that was included. Okay. So I was going to work on me. Okay, I had gone out with a guy who was an engineer. I remember he asked me to go out. This is when, um, this may have been maybe about two years after my uh, separation. And went out with the guy who was an engineer. And and I remember when he asked me, I was so intimidated by him 
you know, and he was a man who, um, he traveled a lot. I met him because his sister lived in the same apartment complex that I lived in. And I remember he invited me to go out, and I was so nervous about going out with this guy. You know, I was out with the man with no job, no problem. No problem with that one over there. But when it came to this guy who was an engineer who wanted to take me out, I was intimidated. And it's like, okay, so why is this? And I can remember my, um, I had another friend at that time. She said, well, girl, go out with him. And kind of, I remember he took me to Red Lobster. That was like a big thing for me back then. Okay. And okay. I remember when he went back home because he was there visiting. This is when I lived in Atlanta, and he was visiting there. And when he went back home, he invited me to vent, to accompany him on a business trip. And he was a man who was willing to, you know, well, if you can find a sitter for the kids or, you know, if your sister's there, pay, I'll pay them, and, you know, I'll pay for your trip and all that. That was so foreign to me, a man who would do those things. And so I pushed him away. You <laughs> pushed him away. You pushed him away. Oh, yeah. I can't relate to him. You can't be I related to the man with no job. <laughs> like, no, no, yeah, but no. this man wanted you. That's 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 a that's a sign of want. But see, this is what I'm Clearly. seeing. This is what I see with W-A-N-T. a lot of women. This is this is what I'm seeing with a lot of women. It's like, okay, I see this one lady, this young lady with this, all these men who just got out of jail and all this. So then I see one who a man who respects her, the way he talks to her. You know, he speaks. <laughs> you know. Um, he does everything for her. It's like, but else is like, so why won't you? Why won't you date him? Uh-uh, he ugly. Okay, mm-hmm. I said, mm-hmm. so what? So this is what I'm saying. I wrote this book because I used to be there in that same place. I couldn't relate to that. Okay. This man who's taking me out, paying for the meal. I don't have to reach down in my purse or anything. And you know, he's being respectful. You know, with the kids and everything. Uh-uh. Can't go out with him. Because he's not a good fight. You know, I need to be over here fighting and trying to change these men over here. You know, next <laughs> thing you know, this, this you want a project. Time. You ain't got a, yeah, you, give me a project. A chemistry project. Oh, give me something boy. to work on. Give me something mm. to work on. You know, then mm. I'm over there yelling at the men. Well, why the hell can't y'all be like him? You know, instead of just going to be with him. You know, why do I want to change the other ones to make them be like him instead of just saying hell with the other ones and being with him? So, you know, then I just had to take a break from, from dating. And when you asked me about the friends that I would um, hang around with, and okay, um, it wasn't so much to me the friends changing. It was about me changing friends. Okay. I then discovered, you know, as I began to work on myself, and I remember what I told myself is I'm going to become the type of woman for the type of man I want to attract. I was no longer going to work on changing the men. I would work on changing myself to become the type of woman okay. that the type of man I wanted would would be would want to attract. So, um, and it wasn't about, um, a lot of people think it's about, you know, a lot of makeup and, you know, a certain size and the long hair and all. It's not about that. You're checking. You know, it's, I think it's more on the inside. Mm-hmm. When it mm-hmm. comes to attracting a head man, you know, okay, what about education? What about keeping yourself up? You know, being um, emotionally ready. Um, you know, phys- being physically fit is one thing, but it's also about being mentally stable. Okay, if you say you want a certain type of man, stop wavering. You know, because when you want a man who has positioned himself 
financially, who is ready for a family, who mm-hmm. is ready. He, he's got the car. He's got the house. He has the education. He's got the job. He's ready for the wife, the family, the kids. He's not going to be sitting there waiting for you to decide if you want to be with him or Joe Blow from the block. No, he you know, got options. He got out of jail. He yeah. got options. Yeah. Exactly. So he's not going to be sitting there waiting for you to decide, okay, well, I, I don't know what Pookie over here is going to do. Let me see if, you know, <laughs> kind of waiting for him to get his stuff act together. You know, can you give me a little time to make up my mind? No. No. And he's not going to be attracted to that type of woman. So for me, you know, and then I got to this point where, and what I said, she's the type of woman, she's the woman you want to hate but can't. Because when you think about shows like Dynasty, um, Dallas, when all those shows came off, mm-hmm. remember the, like, the women like um, Alexis? Remember, it's always the bitch on the show. The right. people always look like the right. TV leaks and all that. It's always those type of women who we want to hate, but they're always the ones who get the most buzz and the most publicity because they're really no nonsense. And then what happens is you got terms like ho, um, mm-hmm. and gold digger, they become synonymous. What does yeah. one have to do with the other? Well, I think uh, is- I think in the definition of gold digger, as 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 I alluded to earlier from the Urban Dictionary, the one mm-hmm. thing that was poignant to me in that definition, it said, and it was at the end of the sentence, it says. Uh, one thing that probably no, that's not it. That the worst of these. Oh no, that's talking about the elderly, which I want to get into later on. It said, um, uh-huh. a gold digger is a woman who never pays for dinner, entertainment, coffee, or parking. Now, see, this is where I get into you know, and we haven't talked about you being a gold digger because I haven't brought, that doesn't happen to come up yet, and it's not wrong for a woman to want a man to respect her to take her out to dinner but you said earlier that you were it was foreign to you not to have to reach into your pocket so to me if you reach into your pocket you're not a gold digger because it says clearly here gold digger is a woman who never pays for dinner so you were alluding to earlier in always dating these kind of pookie types you were the one who was paying the money and somewhere that flipped but you're also saying that it flipped because of the type of men you were attracting. So now when right. we come back, I want to talk about right. how were you a gold digger if you were dating Pookie and you were paying. You 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 weren't a gold digger in no man's mind if you <laughs> come and drive into my house and then we go to Red Lobster and you paying? No, that is not the definition in the urban or nor mine or most brothers in the barbershops. <laughs> that don't even come in the clarity so we want to talk about how you became or i guess my question before we break for music were you a gold digger at some point Uh, oh no things definitely changed that was like i said i went from like on the back of my book where i said i went from dating broke men who needed a sponsor to suitors who would place me so high on a pedestal oh okay okay yeah no 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 oh no that's it flipped Okay, we we want to talk about that when we come back, and when, let me see, we got time for some calls. So, why don't we go into some music, and Lisa, we're going to okay. come back and talk about you being a gold digger, which I hadn't got. I'm trying to figure this out. No, so gonna, no, no. 
We're gonna call. We're gonna come back and talk about how how the table's flipped in a minute. Right now, we're gonna go into some music here inside the Love Zone USA, and when we come back, we're gonna talk about that and how it flipped, and uh, then we're gonna take some calls from our audience. I see there's some people in the chat room too. We're gonna get to that, but right now, let's get into. Uh, <laughs> well, if you want some some real love, uh, you gotta watch out, ladies, because you know. This is some advice from a good friend of mine. Her name is Jean Kahn. Here she is inside the Love Zone USA.
want to bring uh, our author back, and she has a book out called Confessions of a Gold Digger. So, Lisa, tell me, how were you a gold digger, according to that well, definition, and when it flipped well, it changed? Yeah, I, I, I definitely flipped it. For one, you know, I was, I'm one of those women like you refer to who will not pay for a date because I don't have to. And I just refuse to go out, you know, I'm not going half, I'm not going Dutch, I don't speak Dutch. And the men that I date don't expect that. So it's about dating a certain type of man. And when you date certain men who can take you places, certain places, who can fly you, you know, spur of the moment on a trip or let's take a vacation and they it's all expense paid. Once you've experienced that, you don't go backwards. You don't go back to what I used to be, you know, where you're reaching down. Then once you know that those types of men exist, mm-hmm. yeah, you don't go backwards. Okay, so, so tell, tell, tell the ladies, I'm sure they want to know, how do you attract that man that is paying for everything? How, 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 how do you change that? Well, for one, it's about being in the right circle. It's about changing your mindset. And you have to be around those types of men through certain business events, business functions, um, charity events, a lot of volunteer things where you have businessmen. And But one thing I talk about in my book is, and this is with anything when it comes to money, money is power. And he who has the money has the power. So women right. really need to set the standard for what they want when they're dating men with money. Because with that power comes control. Right. And I was attracted to men. Oh, yeah, it it absolutely comes. And with men, I was attracted to men, and I still attract men with the money. But um, you have to be willing. You have to decide how how far you'll go. Mm -hmm. And, you know, where where you're going to put the brakes. Because it can be a very demeaning relationship. Um, you're if right. you're with someone who has money, I've experienced that as well. Okay. Okay. Where with the money comes control, um, the put downs, you know, because you know, um, a they lot of times the they pay in the freight. So at some point they're saying, yeah. "Well, you got, you got to." They might even use that word, "you got to do." Because well, I'm, I'm well, not only that, not only that, but a lot of these men is. Their money, and, and I heard you say this at the beginning with a good point, that men who leave with their money. I talk about online dating in my book, and I talk about meeting men with money online. You meet a, you see men who, they get upset when they think a woman only wants them for their money, but their pictures online are of their million-dollar homes or right. their, they yeah, their fancy cars. Okay, you're going to get, remember what you leave with. It's kind of like women who say, I want a man who wants me for my mind, but they have booty shots as their profile picture. <laughs> and it, you know, it, it kind of contradicts what you say. You know, it's, it's not working. Exactly. So men who they're posed with their luxury cars and things in front of, you know, in their suits. And yeah. I, but then it's like, you know, I want a woman who's real and going to be down for me and not just want me for my money. Are you sure? And believe me, men who got it, they flaunt it. And when they flaunt it, that's what they want you to want them for. That's what they lead with. Well, it's two two sides to that, too, because like you said earlier, coming out of the marriage, you weren't at the place you were after somebody flew you. 
and then you knew there was a different world. You you were coming out of marriage. I don't I don't you know I'm not gonna get into too deep into your marriage and how you were treated and all all that. But it, there yeah. was it sounded like there was a lower self esteem situation right. after marriage, and that that went on right. for a year because of the right. kind of, But then then the then the tables turned. Somebody flew you all expense paid, paid for the babysitters, and and there was a different world there. Right. On the same token, this guy who is I always say the guys who are out there leading and, you know, like I said, I was raised by a pimp. If he's standing in front of a Porsche and, you know, he got his arms folded and his legs crossed and, like, he got it going on, if mm-hmm. you interview that guy, I guarantee you my right arm, my right arm, that there's a self-esteem issue from where he came from before he got that money. And oh, that's absolutely. why he's flaunting it like that. That absolutely. is exactly why. It wasn't always there, and when he got it, he's flaunting it like it's you know like it like it flows like it's never gonna stop. And and, and that's that takes me to that's the type of man that one a gold digger can pimp the hell out of. True. Because she can pimp the hell out of him because it makes him feel his self esteem is connected to what he's buying you. And in my book, I talk about men who. Why is it that some men, when you go out with them and you're at the, you know, you're at a club or whatever, think about VIP and things like that. Probably people who can't even pay their rent, but they're paying for VIP. People like to be seen. Men like to be seen putting money down. Why can't that man just give the woman, if I'm with you, why can't you just give me that money in my hand or for something else you're putting out? I mean, I'm talking like thousands of dollars for it, not just for VIP, but if you just wanted those who like to flaunt it. But you're not doing anything for me really in private unless it's something that can be seen. Men like to show off. So those those who have esteem problems from prior to them getting the money. Absolutely. Yes, they like to show off. So it has to be where um, not just you know that, okay, if you pay my rent, Okay, the only person who would know that would be me. That's not good enough. It has to be something where I bought you that necklace. I bought you that ring. Something that can show off, that you can show your friends, that you go around, your family. Everybody knows that he bought. And a lot of times these women fall for that. When you look at athletes and stuff, who they um, women who fall for these men um, who are athletes and things, or men who like buy them cars and things like that. Yeah, the man likes to show off, and the woman likes to say, oh, look what he bought me, but he'll keep it in his name. I've had that experience. He'll keep it in his name. And mm-hmm. then when you don't dance to his music, it's right. wrong. Yeah, absolutely. I've had that. Absolutely. I've had that. You know, where it's like, okay, well, you know, you, I, I, I stomped my foot, and you didn't, you didn't jump. I said, okay, well, I'm taking my car back. Right, right. Yeah, it's so, my, 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 at that yeah. point. Like you yes. say, when you didn't dance to the music, and and there's a yes. there's a young lady on Facebook now flaunting this, oh she flaunting it like like he's rolling like dough, okay, yeah, and and I'm saying give it sixty days because usually within a sixty day yes. period I always say, I always say um you know we have a saying on the show first you start dating Clem Cadiddlehopper and for those of you who don't know I use that term because that's a red skeleton term so I'm giving away my age here, and that's where the good guy comes in. And then mm-hmm. you find Buddy Love. Well, well, you want Buddy Love because he's better than Clem in the bedroom. But between mm-hmm. Clem and Buddy Love, there's this evil, you know, transition. And that's the transition she just talked about when it's he's giving you the necklace 
and he's giving you these things that, like she said, is yours, and you can flaunt it, and she's got it on. But once she, like she said, don't dance to his music. That's mm-hmm. going to happen within 60 days of that relationship. Mm-hmm. Oh, he treats me so good. Oh, he does so mm-hmm. much for me. When a woman starts talking that, I say give it 60 days because that's when the adversity comes in. I always call it the devil because the devil going to enter that relationship at some point, whether you're dating, whether you're courting, whether you engage, uh-huh. or whether you marry, he going to come in there. Don't think that God is always going to be there. God is. If you and the man are about God, God's going to be there. But that devil is going to enter that relationship uh-huh. to what I call test your ass. It, it will. Yeah, absolutely. And it's a tiring process, I'm telling you, when there's money involved. In, and, and people like to underestimate um, the effects of money on a relationship. Mm. Money has a huge impact, whether you got a little or a lot. There's a huge impact. And when you got the man who has the money, first of all, if you got a woman with money, if you both have money, there's a conflict, you know, because um, men who got it, they don't usually like the competition from the woman if she has it too. Now, that's most right. men, not all. Right. But they don't like that competition because it's an ego stroke for that man who got the money. And you're constantly stroking his ego. So if you're willing to do that in order to get what you want, and, you know, and basically what happens with that is you really have to tune out and check your emotions at the door. You check out of that relationship emotionally because it can be draining because mm-hmm. then that man becomes emotionally abusive. You know, well, look what I bought you. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I've been in that relationship Well. You know, don't talk to me because, you know, there are other women. Don't talk to me like that. Okay, now, look, I don't warn you before, you know, women want to be with me. And oh. I'm like, okay, so then I just got to oh. a point where I got to the point in the relationship where I just put up and shut up. And everything just became, mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Just yeah. put up and shut up. Because you figured out yeah. what all those gifts and what you thought was yes. out of love meant. Yes. Let, yes. Let, let, let's see. I if thought what it was calling. connected to. Let's see if we can get a call on. If you'd like to call in prior to us uh, going off the air, because we got some time left, three four seven five three nine fifty seven twenty nine. Excuse me, because I haven't given out the number tonight, but I was so interested in talking to her, uh, about this subject. It's uh, it's very interesting, and I think uh, women can, women and both men can be enlightened by the t- discussion. And I think we need to have a part two. But the telephone number is three four seven five three nine fifty seven twenty nine. If you got a Comment or something you want to say, get it in before we, we get it out. <laughs> so, so let me go on with you, Lisa. Um, tell everybody uh, where they can get your book, because I don't want to leave that out. Um, you know, we're not going anywhere just yet, but uh, tell okay. everybody how they can get your book and uh, how they can, you know, contact you and all the good stuff. Okay, sure. They can get the book on my website, confessionsofagolddigger.com. And it's also available on Amazon in the um print and the Kindle version. And a smash words smash words dot smash dot com, sorry. <laughs> and there you can get when you download books there on Smashwords, you can get um the Kobe the Kobo, um, Nook, mm-hmm. Apple, Stony for all the different readers. If you get it from Smashwords dot com. Now, just to give you a couple of, you know, t- 
tips on for those of you who wondered about me doing this earlier. I said I was going to give you some tips on how to look out for a gold digger. Here's one. Understand what a gold digger is and is not. There's nothing wrong with a person being concerned about your financial stability. You know, a long-term partnership means depending on each other through ups and downs and being financially reliable does help with that to a degree. But the difference between a gold digger and someone who values your role as a provider is that the gold digger would deride and perhaps leave you if you lost your ability to provide for them financially. See, a good person can appreciate your financial resources, but a gold digger appreciates only that and will not see the relationship as worthwhile if you're not well off. Lisa, you want to say something? Okay, I'm going to ask a question. How do you know that going in? It is tough to go in where you have these unlimited funds where it seems like money, where there's not going to be an end to that. It's tough to go into a relationship with money. Oh, absolutely. Eddie Murphy said it it best. You know, is she with me or is she with me for my money? You don't know. You don't know going in. You don't know. And I think that's why you got so many women who, I know the big thing now is Usher's wife is a gold digger. Anytime you see a woman who marries a man of means, she is going to get called out as a gold digger. It doesn't matter now. I mean, Shawnee O'Neill, she's a divorcee. Oh, she's a gold digger. Um, now, Tamika Raymond, she's defending herself against the gold digger accusation. Um, so, you know, Evelyn Lozado with um, Chad Johnson, you know, gold digger. Anytime you marry a man of means, you are going to be called a gold digger. It doesn't matter. But is it possible that these women actually fell in love with these men for money? I mean, or just for love? Well, women are very attracted to money and power and security. So they do do look a little bit better than Pookie. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) okay. I'm telling you, I know from experience. (laughs) They look a little bit better. I'm here to tell you. And I tell you another thing, and this got some money, it makes that divorce a whole lot easier and sweeter. (laughs) Yeah, I would think so. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. We had a whole show on that with Raul Felder, the uh, famous attorney. I'm going to give number two here real quick, and then we're going to get back to Lisa uh, on her book and one of the chapters I want to talk about before we go. It says, gold diggers drop hints that they're having trouble paying their bills. Sometimes they might even ask you directly for a loan to tie them over. Now, that depends on where you are in the dating aspect, but they know that you don't want to see them get an eviction notice or get their car repossessed, and you're a good person who's in a position to help. But there's a difference between a gold digger and someone who's just fallen on bad times. What you should be looking for is if, despite their situation, this person is making poor financial decisions. Do they buy a brand-new car with luxury features when they're struggling to pay rent? Or do they buy $300 shoes or watches when their phone service is at risk of getting cut off? Do they go to expensive restaurants when their credit cards are maxed out because they work hard and they earned it? Well, those are the kind of things that you need to look at. You know, like I say, action speaks louder than words. When when you're talking about this situation, it's, it's hard to evaluate in a short period of time, but over time you should be able to see these things. And, and and that's the difference between 
you know, a woman saying, like you said earlier, you know, he took me out. He wanted to fly me. He wanted to pay for dinner. You know, there's nothing wrong with that. Now, if we go back to the Urban Dictionary, as long as a woman is contributing some of the time versus none of the time. So you don't think you should ever have to contribute? Well, um, there are some men. When men have money, they don't even want you to contribute. Some men are absolutely because it helps their health, self esteem, and it puts them in the man exactly. Role, and they want so, it, and they don't want so, you. Absolutely. Yeah. No. I, no. I just. I, yeah. I, I agree. They, they just. I, I've done the thing where I, you know I've heard the men say, "Well, you know, a woman should offer to pay sometimes and all that." And I've done that, and with men, they they have found it offensive. I'll, I'll just say that. And yeah. I even had even had a man who sent me a note one time. This is um, something, but you know, he said that um, he actually found it offensive. Um, they sent me an email that I had offered to do that, and actually, the, the term he used was unsettling. Mm. <laughs> mm. I think we got so, a caller. I mm. think we got a call in here. We're gonna try to get this call in before we go. You 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 ready for a call, Lisa? Yes. All right. Let me let me go over to line uh, three. Uh, yeah. Let's see who we got here. Hey, line three. You're on the uh, Love Zone USA. We got a little time left. We got about five minutes. Uh, so you had a comment or something you wanted to say? <laughs> Yes, I, I was listening to the show and everything. I think like she, the whole problem is what, what the whole problem is. I feel that a lot of men are basically saying to women that I need to prove myself to you with money and shower you and this and that because I truly believe as a man that I can't have you to love you, love me for me, and that's where I have a problem. I have no problem, with man. Uh, doing uh, doing things to a woman and everything until he knows in his heart this woman loves me for me. If a woman doesn't love you for you and you're showering her with money and things like that, basically that's saying to the woman, I don't think I'm worth it. I don't think I'm worth it. If it wasn't for the money, you wouldn't be with me. And that's mm. where I have the problem. Mm. And a lot of guys, like you said in the show, once the money is gone, the woman's gone. And a lot of guys are destroyed when that happens. Destroyed completely. Because they never went to the point of saying to a woman, I'm not going to, I don't believe in the thing that I have to pay everything. I want to make sure that this woman loves me for me first. If you love me for me, that's different. But if you don't, why should I spend money on you? Why do I need to impress you? That's what I want to ask this this woman, this the, the caller. Why is a man I need to impress you? Because you make it sound like you as a woman don't need to impress me. So why do I need to impress you? Okay, let Lisa. Well, Lisa, would you like to respond to that? Oh yeah. Uh, well, there are men, like I said, the men who have it flaunted, and they feel the need to impress women and to shower them with gifts because not only do they want to impress that woman, they want to impress the people in her circle and in his circle because it's a boost to his ego. And you said that if a man loses his money, that he'll lose her. If a man loses his money, if they've got it like that, he loses his money. Um, he's not as concerned about losing the woman as he is about losing his status and prestige. And that's why when you have people who have that, 
sudden fall like that. You see so many men now who, when they lose that, their net worth is connected to their self self worth, right. and they shoot up and they shoot up the whole family mm-hmm. because they they, they cannot separate. Yeah, they can't separate it. And even if a woman does love the man, and I'm saying I I had a man who I was in love with who he could not separate. I could separate the man from the money. He could not separate me the things that he did for me from his money, and that made it hard in the relationship because he couldn't understand why I needed more of him and less things, fewer things. And I I agree with you, and I believe that's the problem with a lot of men. A lot of men don't go to the thing saying, you know what, what do I bring? I'm a a good person. I have a great personality. I have a lot of things to bring to this woman. I know I'll treat her well. And although I have a good person, everything that a man has is already there without the money. The money is a plus. But if you don't believe that as soon as you meet that woman – you have a problem. You have a serious problem because you don't love yourself. It, it comes to that point. You don't yeah. love yourself as a man. It comes it, it's, to a, it's a power thing. It, it's a power thing with men. Um, a lot of men use the money to overcompensate for other things. Like I mm. have a chapter in my book called The Small Penis Syndrome. <laughs> a lot of them use the money to overcompensate for the lack I knew it was going to go there. I just knew it. I just knew it was going to go whole hour without that coming out. I just knew I was waiting. There it goes. We got to do part two now. We got to do part two. I, I tried. I tried to hold it in, but there we go with the money and the penis. It's true. But do you understand that I know many of those guys that I go to those restaurants where before pain. You know that many of those guys who are close friends, once the woman is gone, they're devastated. They they spend five hundred, six hundred thousand oh, yeah. dollars. They they spend this and that and we're looking at him like, yo, you got nothing out of there. Yeah, that's you, because he does, you, you had because women all freaking out and woohoo, we had fun and the drink and woohoo. Yeah. That's because that man but doesn't know who he night, is. You don't have nobody. And we look at him you spent how much tonight? Two thousand. You have nobody. Nobody. Has, and I'm sorry. You truly believe that it's power? Trust me. When you put those men and there's no women, they'll cry. You will not see the same thing that you see. When we're just men, you will see the true of them. They will yeah. never show it in front of women, but right, right. men are destroyed right. inside. Right. Exactly. That's true. Right. That is very. Well, true. that's because those men don't have an identity apart from their money and their things. Mm-hmm. They do mm-hmm. not, and it, exactly. then it becomes even against other men. You have to show off in front of your other men, in front of your boys. You know, mm-hmm. some men feel the need to do that. We are going to have to do a part two to this show. I just, I like this. I like this guy. Yeah, she's very good. Uh, we need to do a part two. She's yeah, yeah. I, a I, lot of things, and I, I think did. a lot of men need to listen to her because we need to separate men with the money because that part I've told you. I've gone. I know even know a guy who almost killed himself because of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and killed himself because of that. And I was like, and I told him like, until you don't love yourself, you're not gonna get a woman who's gonna love you. Until you don't believe that you're the shit, and I'm sorry to say, arrogant, 
No one is going to believe that until you don't believe it. Until you don't believe that in your core, that you're a great person, a great man, no one is going to believe that. Self-esteem. Self-esteem. Absolutely. By the way, what's your name? What's your name? Stanley. Stanley? And you're calling from where? What, what, what's New York. Here? New York? Okay. Stanley, I don't mean to cut you off, but we are getting short of time here. And okay. I promise thank, that we're thank going to... Thank you for the go. caller. I really appreciate her call. And I thank you so much. Uh, Stanley, I, 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 I show. She needs to come back because I'm going to try to get... I, I wish that next time she talk, she she needs to talk about what she said about the men separating with sex because I think that's a big issue and she seems like a type of woman who knows that and we men we need to listen to that because too many guys I, don't have that anymore. Stanley, I appreciate you calling. Absolutely, I promise that we're going to do a part two to this, and I hope you will call back in. I have some other people that I would like to bring on as a panel this show, and uh, thanks for calling in, Stan. Lisa, will you uh, yes. join us again? And uh, I certainly will. Because I, I only got to half of the I mean, you know, I really want to get into the independent woman dilemma and uh, the lies women tell and the secrets they don't and sides. Well, we kind of covered. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But, you know, no. and, and, and it kind of go to what Stanley just said. You know about men separating the money and the sex. Does good sex matter if there's a lot of money involved? You know, define good sex. I think when there's money involved, I think all sex is good sex. As long as the woman's giving it up get, and get the credit card afterwards, it doesn't matter. And, you know, with a man with his ego, you know, his ego is so big, he probably thinks he's giving her good sex. Mm-hmm. But, mm-hmm. So, but we, can, we can discuss that on the panel. Fur you know, coach makes sex, make, makes him like <laughs> King Kong in bed, See? I'm telling you. See? Yeah. See? Hey. Yeah, hey, hey, I know, I know. Yeah, you ever had sex with diamond necklace on and uh, earrings, and don't take it off. Uh, we won't go there. That's gonna be yeah. on part two, Absol- Absolutely, <laughs> because if he if he bought it for you and he and you're wearing it, it's turning him on, knowing that you got it. On, so don't take it off. Mm-hmm. That's turning him on. Look at what he did for you. That's 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 his. Okay. Status symbol. Status symbol. <laughs> that's Super Bowl. That's super. That's Super Bowl sex. That's right what. There. That's what gets him his erection. You know, looking at you wearing that stuff that he bought and put out for you and all that. But sounds like you know. Hmm. I, I, I won't go there. <laughs> First hand. Oh. Oh. Okay. All right. Well, you know, um, we have a way to display pictures, Lisa. Just so you know, for next <laughs> next show. Got anything you want to prove to people because they might doubt you, you know. I, <laughs> that, that, that's, what, that's what he's connected to. Oh, man, it's been a pleasure. Um, so, what is this? Time really flies when you're having fun. <laughs> time really flies. It Lisa, you will, would, you, would you come back with us? I, we, we definitely I will, absolutely. I'm going to get some panelists on this show that I think can can, can really just add some other insight to it. And uh, we'd love to have you back. We'd love to have you back. Okay. Well, you know, I thank you for having me. And, you know, you can email me, let me know, and I'll be here. Not a problem. We're going to definitely have you back. Again, why don't you tell everybody where they can get your book, you know, where we can get okay. to it. Uh, okay. Um, my website is um, confessionsofagoldzicker.com, and you can, they can also pick it up on amazon.com in the print and the Kindle version. 
Uh, do you plan to, uh, do you have other books out or is that just the one? Or It's just that one book out now, but I'm working on a book called, um, I'm working on a fiction book called Even Thugs Love Jesus. And that mm. book will be out at the end of this year. Okay, okay. Well, uh, I, I promise we're going to do this. I'm going to talk to my producer and we got to get this <laughs> set up again. Okay. But uh, I appreciate you coming on the show and we will be back in touch with you. Thank you so much. Okay. Coming Thank on. you. You got it. And uh, look like that's uh, the clock on the wall says that's just about all for yours, Julie. Like I said, if you uh, didn't get the information that she gave out, we'll put it on our Facebook page, and you'll have it up there with the website, uh, facebook.com backslash the Love Zone USA. And I'm going to close with a little bit of earth, wind, and fire here tonight. Uh, as I always say in closing, I've enjoyed your company. Hope you've enjoyed mine. For those of you who did, I'll see you another time. Whatever you do, do it with two. It's more fun than one. We've got some more stuff to talk about, how to protect the elderly from, you know, gold diggers and black widow spiders and all that good stuff. We're going to do that on part two. So I hope you'll come back and join us when we do that. Confessions of a Gold Digger. And it's by Lisa Maria Carroll. All right, till next week, this is Mike T. and uh, Tony D. signing off. Here's uh, Earth, Wind, and Fire. Let's groove tonight. Talk to you later. Have a great week.
Pillow under her stomach, the other pillow she bites. Would you like any? 